0: Growth Hacker Marketing by Ryan Holiday One-sentence summary Growth Hacker Marketing uses a four-step framework to explain how today's startups remove the barrier between marketing and product development to make the product itself the best way to get new customers. My favorite quote from the author is When intelligent people read, they ask themselves a simple question What do I plan to do with this information? Ryan Holiday As announced yesterday, it's back to basics. I've read a lot of great books on Blinkist before starting 4-Minute Books, so it's time for a trip down memory lane. Growth Hacker Marketing was the first summary I ever read on Blinkist, and it played a big role in drawing me further to the service, because the ideas in it were so fascinating. Ryan Holiday is only 29 years old, yet Growth Hacker Marketing was already his second book. Coming off a steep marketing career, where his company helped authors like Tucker Max, Robert Greene and Tim Ferriss, Turn their books into bestsellers, he now focuses on writing and marketing the heck out of himself. Here's what to learn from the book. 1. Marketing for startups today is different than it was 20 years ago. 2. Target one small but focused group of customers first. 3. Make your product go viral by turning customers into marketers. Growth Hacker Marketing Lesson 1 marketing has changed, especially for startups. This answers the question, how do startups need to market differently? Back in the day when Apple started, they would follow a simple mantra, build a great product and then get it in front of as many eyeballs as possible. That worked in the 70s and 80s, but today, mm, not so much. The world has become so noisy that even the best products go unnoticed, if not marketed well. This is why startups focus on growth hacking. A technology-based approach where marketing mechanisms are built into the product itself. It's cheap, it's scalable, and done right, it works incredibly well. Growth hacking is what got Facebook a billion users. Instagram 400 million, Dropbox 300 million, and on and on goes the list. Instead of orchestrating a perfect launch with a big hype, startups get their product out as fast as possible. It doesn't matter if version 1 is bad, since the whole point is to make version 2 better. Once the product is out, startups measure and track every bit of data they can, in order to then improve the product to a point where users can't help but share it all over the place. This approach dissolves the line between marketing and product development, and usually relies on the power of the internet. Growth Hacker Marketing, Lesson 2. Target a small group of early adopters first. This answers the question, what's the first step when trying to growth hack your marketing campaign? So how can you growth hack the heck out of your own product? Simple, target the right people. It might sound obvious, but the general approach most people and companies take to marketing is to try to sell to everybody. However, this leads to a lot less sales, a lot more sales to the wrong kind of customer and eventually horrible feedback. Even if you manage to sell a bunch of lawnmowers to people who live in apartments in the city, what could they possibly tell you that'll help you improve your product? Nothing. Instead, just target a very small but specific group of people who are a perfect fit. For Dropbox, they knew Dig had exactly the right kind of crowd for their service. So when Drew Houston recorded the demo video to show how Dropbox works, he inserted a bunch of easter eggs, which only the Dig community would recognize. Within 24 hours, the video had 10,000 Digs, which resemble a like on that platform, and drove hundreds of thousands of people to their site, signing up for the private beta. Only by making access to their product exclusive to their perfect target customers and catering specifically to their needs did they manage to hit critical mass for the product to get traction. So how powerful is growth hacking? Well, Dropbox's video blew up their waiting list from 5,000 to 75,000 people in just one night. Growth Hacker Marketing Lesson 3 Make your product go viral by letting customers market it for you. This answers the question, how does growth hacker marketing grow so quickly? But even with that initial traction, you might not make it. Eventually, your product will have to be everywhere. And this is where the buzzword of the 21st century comes in. Viral. How do you get those early adopters to spread the word to all of their peers? Ryan has two dead simple tips. One, make it shareable. Two, tell them to share. By simply giving people an incentive and then telling them to do what's necessary to get that incentive, your customers will work wonders for you. To stick with Dropbox, they give you a variety of options to get more space after signing up. One being to invite friends. Is getting one gigabyte of free space worth sending a few emails? It would seem so, given their success. Your incentive can also be financial. For example, AppSumo gives you $10 in referral credit every time someone purchases through your link, which means you can buy awesome software and apps for free, as long as you're sharing. Growth hacking requires you to be creative, so in no way is this limited to digital products. Apple turned every single one of their customers into a walking billboard, simply by coloring their headphones in white and putting a lot of focus on them in ads. Think of creative ways to share and then actually ask people to do it and your product will fly. My personal takeaways from Growth Hacker Marketing for 2017. All right, this is one of Ryan Holiday's books. Uh, As I said, it's his second book. I'm reading his books right now, all in order chronologically. I've already read Growth Hacker Marketing. Uh, I'm about to put up a blog post about it very soon with the lessons I got from that. It's a very short book, actually. Uh, I would say it's about 100 pages. It really just outlines the four steps, which is great. It keeps it simple. It, it gives you several case studies, some ideas to get started, and provides a very, very uh, simple framework to apply that to your own situation. And now what I want to share with you is how I plan to use this myself. So I have two things in the oven, so to speak. Uh, one is I recently wrote a post called Dear Millennials, and it's basically an open letter to millennials. So I researched this demographic. I came up with a bunch of things that are that millennials are doing well. some they're not doing so well. and um, put together a post in it was a, a rhetoric a, a letter. I put that out and then I said, mm, let me see what the response is to that article because I was thinking about who I'm writing for and I was thinking about writing a book or like an ebook or something. And I thought, hmm, what can I do? Well, I could write, from all of the stuff I've learned, I could probably write some guide to life for millennials, right? For people my age, born somewhere between 1980 and 2000, something about finance, about productivity, about happiness, and so on. So I was like, let me try to talk to that demographic directly. So what I'm doing here with a blog post is, I'm checking, is, is the response there? Is the feedback there? Do people... uh do people engage with me directly? If I address my target demographic directly, straight up, and say, hey, millennials, this is me talking to you, what's up? Um, will my target demographic respond? And if they do, I can then do something like a series of blog posts, for example, or offer something like a goodie and say, here's an excerpt from the book or here's a, uh, yeah, a little preview. Here, Here's where you can download that. You can... Uh, submit your email and then downloaded it and then afterwards i can ask them hey do you know a friend who's your age share it with them and that way i could build a, an email list that is specifically targeted just around that book that's one thing i'm doing and another is i'm working on an app with two friends right now i literally just got off the call of the first skype call and what we want to do is make an app that animates quotes right you see these quotes on instagram they all look nice and dandy but um, when you animate them with video, they seem more dynamic, they come to life a little more. And so right now what we discussed is, okay, we need to get some feedback. Um, I'm going to send an email to my email list and ask them, hey, what do you think of this? But what I'm also going to do is make a little landing page and say, um, make a video on it. Say, this is uh, our idea, here's what we're doing. If you're interested, please give us three lines of feedback and leave your email address. Then we'll tell you when it's out. And then afterwards, when people submit this, I'm going to tell them, hey, we're, we're having this Slack channel, which is like an internal communication chat system. If you want to join, join. And then you can leave ongoing feedback. So that I'm going to do. And I'm going to also put a, a share uh, recommendation there. So the idea is that the people who, who are really engaged, who really want to provide feedback, and who are really into this app development, um, they will have a chance to join our sort of private chat and be there as we develop and talk about the app. Uh, second of all, um, they can invite friends to that thing and say, look, these guys are doing an app. I'm learning how to do an app as well. Da, da, da. And third, what we also already plan to include in the app itself is when you make the quote and when you share it, there's going to be, on the free version, there's going to be a watermark on it. It says, like, created by da-da-da quote, whatever the name is, we don't have one yet. Um, and what we then can do is, hmm, if you share it with a friend, or if you send an email to a friend about this app, you can do da-da-da, 10 quotes without watermark. Something like that. Um, and that way, the users will tell other people who could become potential users about the app. So these are some ideas how you can implement this. There's lots of fun ways to do it. Uh, It's always fun to see one of those mechanisms work. That's really cool. Um, They don't always do, but if they do, uh, it's really a lot of fun. So I highly recommend you just try to growth hack something um, and see what kind of results you get. It's not as easy as the book might make it seem because these mechanisms, of course, are now well-known and are being used and so on. But if you're creative, you can pull it off. So good luck to you and hopefully see you on the next summary.